how did the weekend go that you were at? Yeah, you good missed the show. show. I mean, it was it was a good show. Where all the stuff I did was good. I didn't get the key much that I wasn't in there for. But who was your match? Who did you ref? Uh, so the main event was Benny Maverick against Dior Castro for the RIPW title, and I got hit with Dior Castro Superman punch. Do not recommend. Oh, you did a bump spot. Yeah, I, I, I do three bumps a year. That's two. No, he didn't oh, blade though, so it ain't that big of a deal. He Tom doesn't Dunn love the business enough. Yeah, Tom yeah. Dunn got him beat. So yeah, uh, Tom Dunn will go in kind of fucking cage. No. So he got to be twice because he was in a cage <laughs> yeah. and he took and he and he bled all over the place. Like if you were truly seated. dedicated, you would have found a way. Okay. <laughs> you don't love the just it's, it's fine, Jared. You just don't love the business enough. It's okay. We understand. You just Explain. don't love the business. You should have just come. You should have come out already bleeding. And, and you call yourself me. a Hall of Famer. Explain to me in a logical pen comic book to start bleeding from the forehead when I got punched in the chin. You can you get them bleed from the chin. Yeah. Oh, bleed the yeah. chin. Yeah. Right through right through the bottom of your chin. I like you see got you got rid of the fucking evil mustache that you were supposed to keep. <laughs> what happened to the mustache? I shaved. Yep. Jay Hawk just fucking up all around, man. No. They make you do that at work? Did they go no to the customers? Uh, oh. Well, no but, customers. But when I when I'm in the department that I'm getting paid to be in, I have to be shaved. Right now I'm not in that department, so I don't have to, but I just uh. I also don't want it to get so damn long that when I have to shave, it's going to be worth for me to shave than it would be not to. No. Well, I, I took one for the business on Saturday when I dropped uh, a brownie sundae from uh, the the Moore Shrine on my white sneakers, and it looked like somebody took a crap on my shoe. But the good news is it all came out. So, But I did it in front of everyone outside, right in that little area where you eat, and everybody's just shaking their head at me. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? I was like, this just ruined my whole fucking night. But turned out that it came out in the wash, so that was good. At least you didn't just like throw the entire Sunday on the ground afterwards and stomp away. That'd have been hilarious, though. I should have, right? That would have been amazing. If I yes. just went, Fuck this. That Sunday is terrible, by the way. I have to, uh, I have to call Pam out a bit because uh, she you do it not up. have to call Pam out a bit because she's already said since COVID, it's been awful. Yeah. It's not the awful. same thing. So yeah. the ice cream is frozen. It's on you for not paying attention. Yeah, yeah but I still had to try it. My first trip to the shrine, I had to try it. This has been a, pub, a public conversation many times. Proof, proof that it was trash. And then you're like, I still got to try it. Oh, it's trash. Yeah. Well, before, before COVID, they actually like had like actual baked brownie. And now they yes. just buy the little fucking brownie bite from Hostess yes. that are garbage anyway. Right. That's why it rolled off of my out of my bowl onto my sneaker. And then my but favorite I, part of of the uh, the concession was usually I can pay with card there. It's not an issue. Cash only on Saturday night. ATM in the lobby. ATM's broken, so I had to yeah. wait until we went to Applebee's to eat, and then Applebee's tried to poison our entire party. So it took them forever. It took them forever. We all went to Applebee's afterwards, and it, it took. We were there. Mar- I was looking at Marcy, who was already in the bag for the night, and uh, I was so hungry at that point. You yes, were hungry. You were high, and you were drunk. And I was not very drunk. high. So I was not high. drunk for the record. Uh, at one point, you tried to face plant into a plate. Yeah, that's because I'm true. a. Cl- that's because I'm a klutz. I, I think. I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're just think very you were, high. Yeah, I think you were something. I fall so many times in my everyday life. You can't put it past me. Well, no, I've never once seen you fall at uh, wrestling. So I don't. I don't believe you. Even in those boots, yeah, yeah. you're I'm still standing. Yeah, I'm surprised with those boots. I never seen you fall. Quite and, you, and you were sitting when this happened, so it wasn't like. <laughs> yep, that is true. 
I went to look down and I had butted the straw. That's what that's literally what happened. <laughs> well, I was very impressed with the shrine. It were it went very quickly to get in. Everybody had room to hang out, even though the place was packed. Uh, what do you think? I, what do you think of all those fez hats? Yeah, the the wall of fez hats is wild with all those people. Those those titles they all got. I, I had no idea what was going on there. That was something. And I think get, one of them, the the Oriental leader or something. That was weird. Jay Gold uh, had some time before the show. He went and looked at computers at Target, so he's getting closer to getting a laptop. I found one. I just have to go buy it. That's yeah. correct. Yep. And then. Uh, that little kid flipped me off. Derek told him to flip me off, and he go went ahead and did it. No rhyme or reason. He, he just flipped me off. I don't know. I think he probably did something to deserve it. But, I think Derek said to him, I'm from New York, so the kid just gave me the, the big old F you. Yeah. Okay, okay. Were, you mar- were you wearing your Met crap? That bite, don't forget you flipped off. I don't wear any sports memorabilia to shows. I only wear either New York Guardians from the XFL or the rest is wrestling related, and I wore a IW Guide sweatshirt for the brand, Jayhawk. This is why I am the most beloved uh, member from New York of this podcast. But he also almost got destroyed by Josh Bishop when he saw <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, they, they really, Bishop scared the shit out of me. I don't know. I, I still don't know if he's still upset about it, but I went over to him in the parking lot and I was like, hey, good to see you. I went to him and Steve Guy. Bishop goes, get the fuck away from me. He just like straight dead faced me. He was still mad about the Knicks Cavs game. And I was like, really? We can't be friends. And then. The uh, members only came out with Porter O'Shea, and they too motherfucked me for for the J- Knicks Cavs. I don't. The only reason I said I'm doing this is because Dustin opened his mouth. If he never opened his mouth, I would never say two words about the series. Keep it to myself. But you know what? I'm going all in. I'm leaning in on it. If the Knicks win on Wednesday night, I'm going to do one of those self parades where I have like the big drum in front of me and the 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 symbols on my feet, and I'm going to go parading around my bedroom and stuff with it and send it out. So once again, I'm the most beloved member from New York of this podcast. <laughs> right. It's not doing anything to change that part of the show, but yes. I, Hi, everyone. Yeah. Speaking of this podcast, that can be in the wrestling guide. I'm Jayhawk. Yes, Jay Gold. That's what we do now. All right. I'm Butters. I'm the second member of this IW guide crew. It's me, Marcy. <laughs> second member? Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but all right. I, I guess she, I'm the she's third. Looking, she's looking left or right at the top of the green here, oh. me and then Markings. Uh, I got Marcy up in my one corner, then me, then Jared, then Jay Gold. Um, I was just making a reference. Just, just everyone, just go. Let's go on. Oh, there was a <laughs> no reference point. that I just didn't get. Okay, so, so three of us got our photos with uh, Patty Biggins' yeah. mom. Uh, oh, she's so that, lovely. She's she made me almost cry, Butters. Like, a I sweetheart. Really, yeah, I was gonna cry. She, just, I, she was so nice. I talked to her yesterday, and she's an amazing woman. Like, did you know? Uh, she at 16 years old, she was the first woman accepted to be a firefighter in uh, the county that she lives in. And her wow. mom used to have to drive her to calls and stuff and, and because she didn't have a license. But she was the first person to, like, pass all the exams and get voted in as a firefighter. Right. She's 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 a hell of a woman. Um, she's, yeah. she's awesome. So, you know, she and she supported uh, Chandler Biggins dream of being a wrestling promoter and stuff and uh she she's awesome she's the best uh we love we love her and we love getting our photos with her and she she thinks it's so weird that like we have like we make such a big deal about it i was like you don't understand i was like it's like a almost like a rite of passage it's a it's a big deal to get your photo with her so yeah yeah that's when you know that you've made it into like the the fan circle like the the real fan circle of aiw so 
it was really stuff. nice it made yeah it made me feel really good and she's a sweet lady and that was uh that was probably one of the highlights of my whole evening yeah i know she listens so i just want to give her a shout out um so i guess you want to talk about some some uh main characters that were on twitter this week yeah yeah i'd like to do that okay well, I wanted to talk about Randy Orton to start, but I really just feel like that's like uh, it's really not a big thing that's really talked about. So the bigger thing out of it was more about uh, Charlie Caruso, a.k.a. Charlie Arnold, uh, jumping ship from being pro LGBTQ to uh going after trans kids in sports uh, on Fox News. So. Well, she went to Fox Sports, right? She's now on Fox Sports. Uh, she was on Fox News. I think they were just introducing her. That's what I think it was. Um, I think she made the jump. I think what I read was ESPN didn't renew her contract, and she went ahead and went. Now she's going to do you know whatever Fox Sports One and all those whatever events they're doing. She's going to be on there as a uh, either a host or contributor or something like that. But she went ahead and went on Fox News and made an idiot of herself. Yeah, I mean. That's it's kind of hard to backpedal after all that shit. So that's kind of fucked up. I don't, I'm not a not a big fan. I'm I don't just, understand. Just I'm keep just your mouth tired. shut. I'm yeah, just I get, fucking tired. I get it, Mars. I, I I don't understand why you can't just keep your mouth shut. Just just keep your mouth shut. You don't have to say anything. There was nobody asked her. Nobody cared. Just shut up. Just go and talk about sports. What is? Why can't you just talk about sports? But. You know, everybody's got a fucking opinion on it on something. Well, it's it's there. It's a all fronts attack on trans kid trans youth trans like trans people in sports it's it's a full-on attack of everything because the right thinks that it's just failed male athletes pretending to be women so that they can have the advantage and it's not the case at all like it's so bullshit they don't understand like taking hormones what it does to the body they they, they miss the point completely when they have these arguments like they they their argument is sound if you take all the other factors and don't add those in but once you add all those actual factors in it makes them look like fucking idiots they think they have this sound argument and they would if they if none of the other shit was true but all the other shit destroys their argument it's it's they just they don't want to see that though it's stupid like that one that one fucking tweet where someone's like oh so she's standing up for genuine trans people which makes me so fucking angry and she responded to it positively. Yes, yeah, so she's standing up for genuine trans people, not failed male athletes who are misusing a very real issue to gain attention and opportunity at the expense of women. Why is common sense so difficult these days? And she's like, you're my new agent. Please explain to the angry mob the difference so I can scroll through Twitter in peace. Oh, fuck off. Just mm, mm. all right. OK, okay so to answer your I'm question from right earlier. Now. Answer your question from earlier, Jay Gold. She left ESPN. She put something called OutKick right now. Yeah, that's Clay Travis's thing. It's sports. It's a sports uh, side sports thing. And, if, and, and fucking and, irony in that name, by the way. And and if I can give you the, and if I can give you the exact quote from Clay Travis, welcome to OutKick at Charlie on TV. Charlie will be one of the hosts of our new OutKick morning show debuting the summer. She's leaving ESPN because she can actually say what she thinks. Again, fuck you. Yeah, again, fuck you with me, by the way. Oh, I was going to say, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So a great big fuck you uh, to Charlie Arnold. Uh, fuck you. Uh, you suck. I used to like her, too. That's a good morning. I know, right? I can't wait for the just drive me. fucking name with me, even the way I spell it. I'm, I'm, I'm the, let's, let's all admit I'm the better Charlie here. 
I think we can agree <laughs> on that. That's it's it's a low bar, but it's true. I was just gonna say it's a very low, very low bar. We're digging. You out should be there. shooting higher, buddy. You should be shooting <laughs> different Charlies than than that one. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I just got to get over this victory first. I'll keep climbing. You want an easy one just to get under your belt? I got gotcha. right. Exactly. There come uh, one worse than you. There come one worse than you. <laughs> I say that every morning, Jayhawk. Every time I wake up. So, do you guys think that like? 90% of the people that worked for Chikara are just fucking stupid because this week, Grain Akuma decided to jump on the I'm a stupid idiot train and <laughs> uh, said, not long ago, everyone on here agreed that problematic people in pro wrestling needed to go. Now everyone's like, well, if they're making you that much money, you should put up with them. So the way you say that, the way you said it, and I read it too, is when I quickly read it, I didn't put together he was talking about um, the Me Too people. I thought he was talking about like just like the really shitty, you know, like CM Punk, like a few other guys like that who have ruined the business. But then you explained to me that he, you think he's going, he's talking about all the, the Me Too people also? I think a lot of us took it as he was discussing the Me Too people because that was the big movement that was... Right, and those people were... And the, there was every reason for them to go. I thought he was I thought he but was But there's like, still a lot of them still working. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one that's in the main event of AEW right now. Not not uh, not the champion, but uh, Darby. Right. Well, he never got any any pen, penance. What do we call it? No, no, no. Yeah, he got no, and nothing. Nothing came for him at all. But like, uh, it just came out and that was it. Even though he's not here, Young Ed did have a great quote on this. He said, everyone is dunking on Akuma here, which is pretty easy to do since he's 5'3". <laughs> so... <laughs> I think that pretty much sums up that uh, that discussion there. Uh, but my favorite uh, main character of the week uh, is going to be a man named John Doe. Oh, that name don't get down. Shit. So, no. well, it's spelled D-O-U-G-H. Yes. Oh, he's, he's rolling in it, huh? Uh, so John Doe uh, looks kind of like uh, <laughs> Percy Pringle's... Uh, uh, Paul Bear and he has a client named the Underbaker, and they oh, have Jake challenged Christ. Luigi Primo uh, to uh, <laughs> you know who makes the best pizza. So, so, so do we call pizza makers bakers or because if he says the Underbaker, then I would expect him to challenge somebody else, maybe Pillsbury, something along those lines to make like Cinnabons or something, but. Mm -hmm. You bake pizza, so yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah. yeah technically Do they call them pizza. pizza bakers? Do we call them pizza bakers or no? I mean, I, I would. I mean, it, it literally tells you to bake the pizza when you buy like a frozen pizza. So yeah, yeah. Well, you're literally thinking in an oven. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hilarious either way. I like John Doe with with the name Doe. I think it's yeah. great. I think it's a it's a great little like weird funny indie shit that you know. It's, it's another fun fun indie thing. They should settle there. it on AW Dark. Because that's where Luigi Primo seems to keep ending up. Yeah, John John Doe got up there with damp liquid for worked independent wrestling names. <laughs> oh, I, I like John Doe. I think I think John Doe is very creative. I like the Underbaker. That's good. Now, if we can get him in the ring with Soul Taker, right? That dude. <laughs> now we're cooking. Uh, if Literally Jonah, and figuratively. If only Jonah was here to to say the real his real name. <laughs> well, you're not going to hear it on this show. Nope. <laughs> Are you sure, Joss? Did you not um, get that? Did you not get a uh, members only pass when you were? I did not. I did not get any sort of pass. So I'm, I'm not going to 
tempt those guys. They already want to beat me up for the Knicks game. You might technically be able to get away with saying the actual name, but get the at the A and not the ER. I no, don't. no, no, no. Seriously, I go off I for a week. You change the format, and Jayhawk is already getting us in all sorts of shit. Oh my god! I, I didn't. I didn't, yeah. the, I didn't say it name. Don't get the, don't get on. Thank me. you. I mean, you make a really good point, Jayhawk. I mean, I guess I should just say it and get it out, get it out of the yeah. way. I thought we were talking about wrestling. I can't remember. We that. are. That's that the problem. That, that is wrestling. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So that's that's everything I had for the week. Uh, I believe. Does anybody else have anything that they wanted to talk about from wrestling Twitter this week? Well, if we could talk about real quick that that cage match at AIW. Yeah, uh, Philly bleeding, AIW. Bleeding all, yeah, Philly bleeding all over the place was a sight to see, by the way. Dude, you know, he, he loves yeah, the When you business. get to it, yeah. And, he, I, and he, I've, I've seen the picture of, of Philly of, of Philly. I Philly loved the business. Probably too much, honestly. I thought the cage was awesome to look at. It it didn't it wasn't obtrusive. It did have some of those big thick bars, but the, the middle of it was very thin, so you could see right to the action. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Cross did a jump off the top of it, which was very cool. Um for an independent show I've never seen a cage in. It was great to see something where you could see the action and not like covered by like a chain link cage because that's what I thought it was going to be. So good on them for figuring out how to how to do that. Yeah, they said the cage came across on TV very well because it was it's the bigger bar so you can see right through it. I mean, over in the corner where I was, I I could see just fine uh, during the whole match for the most part. So, dude, Philly took Philly took a, a the finish. Which was reminiscent of the move at the end of. You ever see the movie Casino? At the end of Casino, one of the guys who used to work with De Niro gets in the car, and one of the mobsters who's going to kill him hits him with like a pipe. And as he starts bleeding, he shoves a plastic bag over his head and starts choking him out. That's exactly what happened to Philly at the end. Uh, uh, Prohibition hit him with something. They bagged him, bleeding all inside the bag, and then they pinned him. It was awesome. awesome. Wild. It was absolutely wild. While he was handcuffed. It was great. Oh yeah, I forgot he was handcuffed with those long handcuffs. Philly, Philly also hit a moonsault off the top rope while he was blinded by his own blood. So yeah, yeah, that's, it was pretty damn impressive. fucking insane. Like yeah, and I'm actually doing a review show with uh, with Wrestling Cheers tomorrow night, um, so I'll cover more of that. But I was really happy also for Big Sam getting that win over Kaplan. Kaplan doesn't doesn't necessarily he stands on his own and his win loss records irrelevant. So really impressive for Big Sam getting the win that night. Yeah, I'm really uh, curious where we go from here with him. Hopefully, it's uh, maybe he's the one to take uh, the belt off of Cardona. Oh, and I got to meet Shelby uh, uh, Wilder. Yes, the gentleman sheriff. The gentleman mm-hmm. sheriff. What a great, respectful, awesome dude. He told me a little bit about himself. He, he used to go. He was training in, in at the Dudley School down in Florida before he came up here. What a great dude. Yeah. Really great dude. I'm, really I'm, happy I'm, to meet him. I was saving that for his his eventual interview because it's a very interesting story who you trained with and all that stuff. So yeah, we'll bleep it out just like all the other bad <laughs> things you've already said tonight. <laughs> uh, well, we can still cover it in an interview. Not that people are going to forget about it by the time we get there anyway. Now Jayhawk is going to take a few seconds to say uh, a few few words towards Marcy, and I'll bleep them all. Go ahead, Jayhawk. <laughs> Call me those slurs. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's get him out there. Oh, this is falling apart rapidly. I didn't know that we were changing the format to this. 
Uh, so we also at the show, might have, there might be some uh, YouTube content coming up soon. Yeah, we filmed things. some more YouTube content. Um, um, we maybe there might have been some uh, quickies. I got a little quickies in. There's some uh, happily, Marcy, Marcy yeah, had did. some quickies. Uh, we had, uh, you know, we got Dom Garini before his uh, trip to Japan. We got one of members only. We got Big Sam. We got one of the members of H2V2. All right. Um, and who it's, else did we get? Um, somebody we else. We got one half of the oh, AIW one half tag of the team AIW champions. Tag team champions. Yeah, yeah. Eric so, Taylor. Yeah. Eric Taylor, by the way, who's who's awesome, really accommodating, willing to do anything. That dude rules. Both of them rule. But Eric Taylor, that was great. It was great of him to do that for us. Yep. And uh, let me tell you, the lavalier mics that I purchased, excellent, uh, excellent purchase. They worked great. The audio quality came through pretty well for me uh from what from when i reviewed them before i sent them uh to my computer to be sent over to marcy uh they sounded good so everything came off good there so that'll be a continuing thing hopefully it's also good it will be the start of the great uh femboy who there's their goth ihop wars and and i'm telling you what uh one of them has a commanding lead right now so won't tell you which one but if you want to continue help improve the quality of our show buy some merch yeah, thank you for that. Good, you good thinking, Jayhawk. I yeah, uh, Brainbuster Tees. Uh, you guys want to get bulking season in here? Let's yeah, it. let's get them in here. All right. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming on this week. Um, we've had we've had several of the uh, AIW tag teams coming on, so I'm glad that we got a chance to have you. Give them so the, give them the gonna, big intro. Give them the big intro. I don't. I just had it. Both halves of the AI, former AIW tag team champions. Recording now. We okay. never do a big intro. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to give a big intro. I, I did a big intro. What are you talking about? For who? Shame, Jay Gold. Shame. I did a big. I did a big intro <sighs> last week. If you if you actually looked into the show. Oh, that's Ooh. bullshit, man. <laughs> Listen, go ahead and do it, then. Go ahead and do your intros for them. They're they're all good. Oh, the computer thing, Josh. You do it. I just did it. I'm good. <laughs> I, t- I just drove 16 hours both ways to get to these guys to go see their show. <sighs> Josh just can't just can't do anything for the show now. <sighs> no, no last minute quote. Listen, it is it is what it is. Artie, tell tell me about. Uh, let, we'll start it off since I, I think I see Chuck just stepped out for a second. But why don't you give us your opinions on uh, on the show weekend? Let's let's kind of recap real quick. What do you think of the the building? You guys did significantly more people in that building than you did before. So what, what do you think? Uh, well, I I think the Tadmore Shrine is one of my favorite places to wrestle. It's, you know, obviously very big. You know, I think we packed, what, five, six, seven hundred people in there. It's definitely, if it's not a record, it's pretty close. I felt like it was a very great atmosphere. Overall, the whole show I thought was great. I'm glad we got to do a cage match the first time for y'all. Because uh, I, I had to drive to go get that cage, so I'm glad it paid off for all everyone. That was the one you guys bought in Kentucky or something? Yeah, it was um Monster K- Rings or whatever out in Kentucky. It was me, Pedro Thorne, and uh, student Alex who drove all the way out there for it. Um, the thing is, a pain in the ass logistically, but it was definitely worth it for the long run. So glad to yeah, see it. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, I love those that- cages. Yeah, the holes in it were pretty good. You didn't. It didn't. Didn't seem intrusive. I heard it didn't seem intrusive on TV. So, uh, yeah, definitely good. Good, especially for a first time cage matching. I never saw a cage match on the Indies before, so that was uh, 
that was my first time seeing it, and it was it was definitely much better than those chain link nonsense that they put up. Yeah, what did you, what did you, yeah. What did you, what did you guys specifically think of of your match with Money Shot? Um, I mean, Charlie, I mean, Chuck <laughs> and I can both agree that uh, not the outcome we wanted. One. Yeah, not what we wanted. You know, my my coin purse is still hurting a little bit. You know, good old Zach had to boot me right in the crotch. They got us both right in the nards. <laughs> yeah, I um. <laughs> I, I me and Chuck were talking about earlier. We're just so beat up still. Like I'm still in recovery mode. I didn't go to the gym today, obviously, yeah. but I think tomorrow we get back to work. But yeah, it was a really yeah. fun one. Great opener. You know, I think uh, we all had fun with it. But yeah, like I said, really wish we would have. Uh, really wish we would have uh, gotten that win. But it is what so, it is. So it's been a while. It's been a while now. You guys, after your title, your title run. I don't know if you considered it short what, what what did you think about your your first title run when they gave you the titles now you guys are are trying to climb your way back so what what's your what are your thoughts on where you are right now in the in that as far as the pecking order goes well right now uh, right now we're quite low we can't we can't hide that <laughs> yeah um but you know what the the title reign was thick that was really cool that we got that so young in our careers relatively um and i mean it was cool uh you know, behind the curtain stuff. Um, Eric's one of our real good friends, and you know, being able—if anybody's going to take take the titles, we wanted it to be the Bitcoin boys. That's who we, you know, trained against and stuff. So like, that was cool at the end. So like, even though it wasn't as long as maybe we wanted it to be, it was still filled with a lot of cool, cool stuff. You know? Did you have any ideas? Did you have any ideas of where you wanted it to go? Should it have continued? Did, is there anything that you thought like, oh, hey, we could have? We could have done this better, or, or we yeah, could have run the record, that. man. Screw PME, or screw, I don't know who it is, but I know PME had them for the longest since I've been around. I think, I think, uh, to infinity be in beyond has the record, if not, oh, yeah, that's true. Total. But either way, um, I think it's you know, we did, we did what we did. I thought we had fun, good run, you know, not everything can last forever. Can't we can't all be the tribal chief, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I hey, we're gonna be after it again sometime soon. We'll see. You know, I know some people may want us to do more of a singles thing, but uh, hey, you never know what the future holds for us. That was that was gonna be my next question. What did you what What do you think about? <clears throat> I mean, the tag division keeps getting new blood, but it it's it's you know it's got its base. It's you guys. It's Bitcoin. It's Philly Marino. What, what do you think about a singles run? Where would you Where would you like that to go? Have you guys ever discussed that and? trying it out in other companies have you have you said yourself well this is where i'd like to be start off chuck uh uh my one of my big singles goals i guess is is jaylet i think it would be really cool to win a jaylet tournament um but you know like that's that's kind of the thing like in the summer and stuff like that when we have those when we have jaylet and then those like festival shows we get the chances to work maybe more singles and stuff so we get a nice taste of that but otherwise no i i mean i we have a lot of fun. Uh, it is it is nice to go work uh, maybe more heelish other places. That's what really me and Artie really enjoy. Uh, yeah. That we don't do a whole lot in AIW. But where do you go to do that? Where have you? Where do you guys? Where are you guys running shows where your heels? Uh, we're usually we, 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 RWA. If we're not fired anymore, <laughs> no. But uh, <laughs> this place called RWA in Pittsburgh. Uh, we had a good, long, uh, healthy health uh, heel run over there. And it's it's so fun to do because these people are just the people that just really believe in this stuff. Like 
they they genuinely think that we're just mischievous pieces of shit and it's awesome <laughs> that's the best part right you want to make sure they believe and then you can really play off of it um okay so we have the we have the tag run give us a little background i, I like to do a little bit of housekeeping i'm not going to bore you to death with those questions but you were you did mention your class was with with bitcoin i remember you guys debuting in that uh that brewery so who uh who put you guys together who was whose idea was it to go okay this is this is where i want to see a tag team like you guys because it is two totally different characters when you look at it but it makes sense when you put them together who was the one who said hey maybe you guys should go together mm, who was that? i think i I think it was Dom. It's got to be yeah. Dom. I know it was I Dom that came it. up with the the name Balking Season. He was <laughs> he, he thought it was really rad at first, and at first we were not too on board. We were like, "Oh, it's all right." Uh, but no, that that grew on us real quick. I think it was kind of a it was kind of a we needed to give these guys something to do, you know, because we were at the time we weren't doing much. This was what middle of 2019 like we never really were totally featured on the main card not until the big ending and the ending of the uh, lockdowns and stuff if we're being honest like uh what was it the what was that show called go for broke yeah yeah when we really started kind of really coming together in aiw at least yeah there was go for broke there was the is this something you should be interested in and hello cleveland that's when we first like oh, really the- started getting featured more which was awesome right and, double shot yeah because we were like kind of like the pre-show mainstay for a while which was hey we you gotta start somewhere you know i, I remember we just told adam slade and Le- levi everett at that one show yeah <laughs> so did it give you some kind of pause where you like kind of getting depressed at this at the end of because at the end of 2019 you know, you said that you weren't really featured and then you had COVID and there was nothing going on. We were trying with a few things. Were you guys getting were you, were you getting kind of down? Did you feel like you had more to offer? Were you like, okay, if we can just get ourselves, you so, know, into this spot, we could offer more? Yeah. So we we had a whole different appro- approach to COVID and uh, the pandemic. Um, that's kind of totally opposite honestly we uh that's when we started going and working in michigan um and that's i mean yeah no it's looking back at it it was it's awful it was it was terrible we were in backyards and like uh wrestling in front of maybe 15 20 people but like that's where we learned how to wrestle like decently (laughs) you know like that's where like we didn't have the pressure of aiw to like have to do everything perfect and look good in front of these giant crowds we were able to go in front of 20 people and like try stuff. And if it, you know, if it worked in front of 20 people, then it, of course it's going to work in front of 200. So yeah, those shows, who did those shows? I forgot what the name of that company was. Name dropping. Uh, it was a uh, horror slam. Horror uh, that's right. Yeah. Horror slam out in the Detroit area. Like, like Chuck was saying, we have been going to Detroit a lot in the year of 2020. Um, like it was almost like every weekend, if not every other weekend. Yeah, it was. It was every weekend. <laughs> God, it, it were those, was just. Were those just, shows legal? <laughs> were those legal shows, or were they just like guys throwing it together? They were. They I were literally know. in backyards, and um, I, I'm like a handful of time the police came by, but they were so cool. They didn't care what was going on because like they they would just walk up, and I forget whoever the owners were. They'd walk over, and they'd be like, "Yeah, it's a wrestling show," and like. That was it. They were like, "Oh, cool!" They'd sit there and watch. <laughs> and it was like, "No oh. way, that was illegal." No way. No, no. They were in the backyard and uh, like they were still taking money for tickets and everything. It was. 
<laughs> and they built they, these people had a ring that they Slam had their own ring and they put it up there and everything and they just set it up and let it roll. Yeah, so it, was it was like, like the whole gimmick. Hey, let me get this one. <laughs> no, uh, the whole gimmick of these shows, it was on their flyers called Undisclosed. Un- it was like a very secret show. You had to message them for oh, the address God. so there wouldn't be any snitches, you know? So there wouldn't be people calling because of the COVID restrictions and whatnot. So that's how that went down. Uh, but go ahead, Chuck. Oh, I got nothing. That I, I just forgot I mean, that that's how it was. You had to message them for the address and stuff. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you got to work, right? And if you're going to work, at least get some get reps in and, you know, try yeah. stuff. And yeah, it definitely well, yeah. makes sense. Our school was shut down. Like, we couldn't train at OSI. Uh, like, there, that was our only chance for ring time. And, you know, those were some, I like to say, it was one of the darker times in our careers because we were really, as you say, eating shit. But we had no choice. It was either do nothing and suck forever or go out and do something for a whole year. So yeah, what did you and- what what did you learn there? What 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 made you like all of a sudden you're like you're all of a sudden you guys now are a tag team. You got a lot of momentum. So what did you learn together? How did that come come together like that? You go ahead, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I mean honestly, it was more just how to like because when you're brand new, you don't really know how to quote unquote work. Like you know how to how to call your stuff in the back and do exactly what you want it. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. But like in those situations. Again, we could leave we could leave a lot of the a lot of it open and like sometimes it had to be open because of the people we were working with. Like they, you know. Um Jeez. so like but it it just taught us how to work and taught us how to like be able to save ourselves if anything ever were to go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I mean I'm sure there's a lot that could go wrong in a in a backyard, you know, at least exactly, protecting yourself. Right. right. Exactly. We had to learn how to really be careful one and how to like protect ourselves amongst again not that they are bad people but like a whole a whole territory that we don't know anybody like these were all brand new people and we were walking into who knows what you know into a backyard literally the, the michigan wrestling scene is such you know i don't want to dog them too much because there's a lot of great guys out there it's just a black hole once you get into that scene you don't get out there, like there's no exit plan um, I know people there who like every weekend, it's like a loop. I'm going to this part of Troy. I'm going to that part of Troy. I'm going a, like an hour North, not that far from Detroit. It's like, and like, you don't see a lot of their shows streaming. I think there's like one, like Mr. Chainsaw. And that's about it. Like you, I, you guys probably can't name like five current Michigan wrestlers right now, unless you've seen us wrestle them or something other than like Alex Shelley. But does he really, is he really a Michigan wrestler at this point? I would Dan? say what Bro- Broner? Dan Dan oh yeah, oh, Dan Housen. But yeah, like, Dan Housen is a House of Truth guy. But like oh. the the Mister Chainsaw, I remember them doing doing an outdoor show also during COVID. With I think Justice was on there, but there was like one row of like four people with like, like picnic chairs. No, uh, that, that was, was something worst. I hated those limited capacity outdoor shows where it's like there's a seat over here, ten feet that way is another chair, maybe two. And, and, like, the outdoor shows, it's just so hard to gauge the noise because the, the noise travels up, obviously. Yeah. So, you, you just, that arena feel is so much cooler. That's RIP the Odeon. I miss that place the most. So what you're saying is uh, that during the Michigan shows, the only thing you learned how to do was to avoid heroin needles in the backyards. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, heroin needles, and uh, you know, we we stayed away from any guys bleeding out there because who knows what's going on in there. 
Oh, uh, boy. Wrestling an eight-mile street. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was rough. Artie, is that where the, the caveman with the boxing glove is from? <laughs> Not all about him. No, he's... He is an uh, interesting story. He's out of the New England territory. And um, I had actually messaged CPA about it. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he keeps harassing me. And he tells me this whole story about him. I won't go into personal details because it's kind of sad. But it's just like, all right, man. I, I, I stopped making jokes about him after a while because it's just like I'm beating a dead horse. And it's, the guy clearly just wants attention. And I'm not going to give it to him. But I know there's one promoter that always joked about wanting to book me again. So I'm like. I think he actually wants to hurt me, man. I don't think we want to do this. I think that was going to happen if PVD Pro ever happened. So, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> well, I, I think they wanted me to be the Joker, if anything. But I mean, that's a whole different. I mean, there would have been a transformation. Maybe you know, you would have killed that guy, and then you just went crazy. And you should have sent him a picture of you with the medals tights on, and been like, "Look, I don't do that anymore. I got, I got the tights with the medals. Everything's all good now." Yeah. Yeah, we should get an update. We should get an update from him. See how he's doing. Send him an I, eight by ten. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how far the CTE has d- dissolved his brain. See how far along he is. How yeah. far along, indeed. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to get an update on is um, back when you were on PVD, Artie, you talked about your love of Belle Delphine. Uh, she she disappeared <laughs> for a while. And uh, she's back. So uh, are you are you back on the OF with her? Uh, well, first off, I'm no simp like that. I don't pay for people's OnlyFans or anything like that. But as far as Belle Delphine goes, I'm glad she's back doing what she loves and making a living. I know everyone gave her a bunch of shit. You know, it's, it was easy to dunk on her, you know, because she was kind of a character. Well, you had a very pronounced accent. And uh, stuff the last time, you know, you you were on PVD. So I was just curious. I was just curious, you know, now that you've modernized (laughs) yourself some more, uh, if, uh, you know, the the love for Belle Delphine continued or, you know. Well, the love for Belle Delphine is long and long forever. But unfortunately, I think she lives in the UK. No way. I, I always made a joke like we got to get Belle Delphine to be an escort for for a show one day, but that's I don't think that's even feasible. But Again, I um, think that's a PVD Pro thing. If Ed has the money for that, we'll talk. Artie has a Artie absolutely pay for that. Fan. I know he I know he has a burner only fans. He's he's gonna lie about it, but you know he does. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know for I know for an money, absolute so. fact he does. See, here's the thing. Marcy uh, is our resident OnlyFans person, so like anytime there's like a wrestler OnlyFans we need to check out, we give Marcy money and she checks it out for us. Uh, we, oh, yeah. we, we checked <laughs> out professional fun- like that. We checked out no. Funny Bones a while back, you know. Artie doesn't have one; he just has a, a fake email he uses. So that'll be- <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have Artie. I'm telling you, you can so make some make sure money on there. You can <laughs> pictures of your feet up on there, dude. You can make some money. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pay the bill somehow tell you what you guys you guys just uh greasy grease each other up and then you do all your tag team moves onto a uh, small guy like caleb and you guys could just make so much money on there <laughs> hand over fist now you're talking customs we're talking customs here <laughs> well, well that's that's our uh, that'll be our ultimate gimmick uh two bears one burger 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you would be uh, in ballet uh, in as the ballet character. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that definitely has to make a comeback. I would think next year, but uh, we'll say we'll save that for the I surprise. I got, guess. Yeah, we got we got we got a couple things brewing for that we've been thinking about next Halloween since last Halloween. So <laughs> that, that was literally the happiest I ever saw ever, ever at a wrestling show. People coming out and. Every one of you guys looked excited as hell to play any character that you were in. It was like the oh, happiest man. group of guys ever. I, I was... still say, like, of all of our matches, even though that was purely like a comical thing, it was um, probably one of our best matches as far as entertaining entertainment goes. Because, like I said, we looked really happy doing it. Yeah. You know, that whole show was just, was just a vibe. That I whole know show was, was the dumbest shit that this company has ever done. Thorn hated but, it so in, much. In such a good way. Down. It was great. I'm not gonna lie. Watching it on TV, seeing everybody laugh about it and and have fun. It it definitely was a way a departure <laughs> from what you guys were doing. It was great. Great to see. For sure. Jayhawk. All right. So I got one wrestling question for you guys. Uh, you had a chance to be one of the last opponents for the Rock and Roll Express last year. Tell me about that. Oh, you can start off, Chuck. Really cool. <laughs> really cool man there those are some funny guys uh unfortunately the first time so what do we do that we did that twice right Artie? yeah i did it twice you yeah, you, yeah. yeah you did it twice the first time was right after um i had broken my foot i don't know if anybody actually knew about that i broke my foot and i i i don't think i missed an aiw show or maybe i missed one that like we weren't even on anyway so it didn't make a difference but literally, it was a day after I broke my foot, we had our match with the Rock and Roll Express, and I was like, fuck, man, that sucks. Uh, yeah. So they ended up they ended up replacing me, like, a couple hours before the, like, like after the show started, a couple hours before the match went on. They put another guy in, uh, they replaced me, um, and I still went out there, and, like, I managed Artie and this other just random guy, like, it, it was yeah, yeah, great Alexander. Great, great guy. I just didn't fit into anything we were doing, you know? Um, so, yeah, that sucked the first time. But the second time around, I was, like, fresh out of my boot. Like, literally the day before, I got my boot off, and I put a wrestling shoe on, and, I, and we wrestled, and we beat him. That was pretty cool. <laughs> we have, was we it, have was Gibson wrestling with you? Was it, was it Robert Gibson, or was it his son? It was, oh, it was it, Robert uh, Gibson. Oh, yeah, it was Robert Gibson. He did go. Robert Gibson is one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. Uh, I'll never forget after the match, he comes up to both me and Charlie. He's like, Hey, I just want to let both of y'all know of all the matches I've ever had, that was the most recent. <laughs> what do you say to you, Chuck? He was like, Hey, I heard they called the police. Yeah, Every Ricky, week Ricky, the show. yeah, Ricky was like really trying to convince us that there were cops in the corner of the building because there was a riot. He was like, Yeah, brother. Because we stole the show. They're coming after us. <laughs> no, those, That's those, amazing. Guys were, those guys were awesome to work with. You know, learned a lot working with them, obviously. You know, having fun and like, you know, like we didn't call anything really. It was all mostly free for all. And the entire time he's like coaching me while I'm like, putting the boots to him. I'm like, this is great. You know, did he do the, uh, <laughs> the destroyer spot? Uh, no, because, um, a place like that's not necessary at all. Uh, like, I couldn't. Uh, he shouldn't be doing it at all. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, and I don't know if I was ready to take that move. I mean, 
I probably could, but I don't know. Not, not. I don't want to be my first time with, with you know, because if I fuck it up, I don't want to be the guy who, who injured Ricky Morton. I don't want that on my conscience and my <laughs> reputation. So, More like you uh, get injured. Speaking of the Rock and Roll Express, there's this thing called the Wrestling Sleaze List. <laughs> we talked oh, about this great. last week. Uh, we've talked about this a couple times. I'm sure you guys have heard this story, but uh, might as well bring it up now since we're talking about the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> Uh, that they walked in on Jimmy Valiant laying on the floor, jerking off under a glass table while a hooker was taking a shit on it. Ricky threw up and left wow. while Robert stayed and watched. Do you think that's true? Oh, oh man. Uh, Ricky <laughs> threw up and left. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was, this was asked of you. Yeah. And it got asked again last week. So it's it's so, any tag team, we have to ask that question of the tag teams. And you guys yeah, wrestled them. So now this is the, the best option to uh, have that discussion. So you can answer. I already have mine. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, we will have our separate answers. So we, we will, we'll both answer. Um, yeah. Let's see. The, yeah. Um, the staying, the puking and the staying and watching, I can believe. I just don't really believe that the. That's what they walked in on. That's a little far <laughs> stretch, but the you know the the yeah he puked and left and he stayed and watched. That could be pretty believable. After meeting those guys and talking to them, I fully believe that story. Like one hundred percent. Do you think he left, or do you think they both stayed and watched, and he just said that he left? Oh, uh, I think Ricky probably left. Ricky seemed a little more uh, with a, more of a head on his shoulders, if that makes sense. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky would have said that was pretty fucked up. Like he wouldn't have liked that. Probably would have laughed, but like, <laughs> oh, I like it last week. I've I've heard that story from enough people who would know that. I'm pretty sure it's true. But yeah, I wish I would have asked them. I wonder what they would have said. Yeah, man, that would have been a good good thing to know. Good. Shit, can you imagine right before we left, we're we're shaking hands, saying our goodbyes. <laughs> Oh, by the way, swap phone numbers. Hey. You don't swap phone numbers after you wrestle guys like that. Hey, we're next time you're in town, give me a call. <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of gear this one to Chuck here. I go to Vegas every co-op for Cauliflower Alley. I know you go to you've been to Vegas a few times. I don't generally leave the hotel, so I'm not as up to date on Beth Burger in Vegas. I want your opinion on that. Oh man, uh, yeah, that's rough. Uh, it's rough because I'm not like I'm not a West. We're obviously we're not West Coast guys. Uh, so like my go to anytime I'm in Vegas is in and out. Hell yeah. Um, so I'm sure that changes if you live on the West Coast and you can get it every day. But yeah, I mean, just for convenience and, and price, that's yeah, that's where I go. That one right uh, right by the Flamingo. You go down that little promenade and there's an in and out back there. That's it's that's the same one I go to every time I'm in Vegas. That's the one I was just at. The place is dope. Yeah. Chuck, oh, you ever yeah. get tired of the burger thing? <laughs> uh, nah, nah. <laughs> uh, you know, not really. Just because I don't, I got nothing else right now. You know, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always stirring and thinking of stuff. But like, you know, it it works, and I gotta get some new gear. I'd say that's about it. I gotta get some new gear and and some. You know, we got some new T-shirts and stuff, so that's cool. But no. I mean, I, I like cheeseburgers. I still it, it hasn't worn me off of liking cheeseburgers. So I just want to say my, my balking season in and out shirt. Uh, I get mistaken or not in and out, but uh, the five guys. Uh, five, five guys. Five guys. I, I get mistaken for a five guys employee at my at the my local Walmart because <laughs> there is a five guys right down the road, and I'm just like, that's not what that is. I promise, I don't work there. 
That's, yeah. that's definitely my all-time favorite shirt for sure. What are the odds of what are the odds of you turning heel and becoming the veggie burger loving badass? <laughs> uh, never, because <laughs> screw veggie burgers. Oh, <laughs> uh, you I don't want to the, the impossible whopper. I'll stay. I'd stay a baby face my whole career if that meant I'd never have to see one of those. <laughs> That's the turn. He gives out impossible whoppers to everyone, and then he steps in the middle <laughs> and he's just like. Jokes on you, fuckers! It's all impossible no, offers. It's not beef. That's not meat. <laughs> That's the tofu loving tyrant over here. <laughs> oh shit! The tofu loving tyrant. There we go. That's next yeah. year's Halloween show. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah, the oh, tofu oh, loving tyrant. Oh. Everyone, pretend you didn't hear that. Chuck, write that down. <laughs> yeah. Cut that. Cut that. Already full of ideas. Full of ideas. <laughs> Marcy, what do you got? Uh, I guess we'll keep along the burger themed questions. Chuck, what's your go? Like, what's your uh, favorite burger? Like that you, if you have the choice of any ingredients, what are you putting on it? Oh, okay. So homemade burger. Um, I just started doing, and I don't know. This might be like something you're always supposed to do, but I just started seeing on TikTok that you like you mix an egg into the burger meat. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that with all my spices and stuff before you even cook it. So you got to do that because then it gets really juicy. Uh, but then I like uh, like uh, provolone cheese, um, crispy onions, whether they're like you fry them yourself or you just get the like the <clears throat> the French fried onions like out of the bag. Um, but not real onions, right? You hate real onions and pickles, right? I hate raw onions. I don't like raw onions. Sauteed onions are fine because those they're not as potent and like crispy and disgusting. Uh, but no, raw onions are absolutely the worst um but yeah like any kind of any kind of crispy onions and barbecue sauce like anything that's like usually a cowboy burger where you go that's usually my go-to oh yeah but uh i like provolone cheese specifically usually it's like a cheddar cheese on those i like provolone because i don't know it's always stretchier and just nicer (laughs) right on um now Artie, uh, a few months ago we had dom on you seem to give him a lot of headaches why do you hate that man so much <laughs> i don't i didn't listen to that episode but what, what was one thing he told you because i could probably tell you what happened <laughs> i think the big one was the the gym door oh god no that was um no so that gym door is normally open i i we couldn't. I couldn't get it closed. Blah blah. And I. He already told you this story, but yeah, it was. It was silly. No, I love Dom. I love Dom deep down. He's done a lot for me, and um, and I'm you know happy he's in Japan doing his thing. But yeah, I do love to give Dom a hard time. It is a a good pleasure of mine. You know, even if I don't like want, even if I don't intend yeah. to, I just yeah. Just hold make- on, hold on. Artie just doesn't give Dom a hard time because he's doing it to be fun. Artie is dom's hard time (laughs) (laughs) it's the best and yeah exactly he's never trying to do it i mean sometimes he'll bust his balls but he's never trying to do it and you see Artie, or you see dom just look at Artie and the look on his face and then like his shoulders shrug down and he loses like every ounce of (laughs) oomph in him after he sees Artie do something those are some of my favorite times uh, you know, always thought we're like, I love you, Artie, but this is he freaked out on me. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did say how much they loved you. Derek and Dombo said that you know that you're their kid, but uh, that they would have strangled you in your sleep at some point. <laughs> say that. Um, so actually, Derek sent me a list of questions to ask on top of calling in on the voicemail line. 
<laughs> so uh, the first question, I'm assuming this is specifically for Artie. Uh, how many times have you wrecked the U-Haul? Where, how, and what happened? <laughs> I mean, all right. Oh, yeah, let me actually count. It wasn't that much, actually. Let's see. <laughs> see, if you have to count, it's that much. I <laughs> know. <laughs> honestly, though, as far as like wrecking the like maybe twice, I can think of honestly. I, I'm not even bullshitting. Like there was that one time when I like I had never driven a truck like that before. Now it's like my job in real life. But um, I I didn't make a wide enough turn, and I totally fucked up this yellow like pole in a parking lot. Like I heard you street. looked back at it, you saw it, and you just gassed it, got the gas anyway, is what the story was. <laughs> Something like that. And Dom was, was watching while this happened. No, no, Dom wasn't even there, so that's a lie. That's actually a lie. Unless he's thinking of something else. I don't know. No, I was there. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I, I listened to, to your guys' interviews with PBD just to kind of make sure I didn't cover anything that they already had uh, and then to get some updates on some certain uh, things. Uh, but, yeah, that was definitely one of the stories that was told at some point. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> did fuck up that poll, though. It, it's the longest time. The longest like time the, like, out of the cement and, like, fucked up. The and cement's all cracked and, like, up. <laughs> And then I noticed a year later, there's a camera over there. So now we really have to start <laughs> driving over there. We really, I don't, I don't really drive the truck anymore unless I really have to. But it's just so funny that like I fucked up the U-Haul a few times. And like now it's like I drive these trucks. Me and Chuck used to drive these trucks for a living. I still do. But, uh, and then I, uh, I, I, it was too dark and I made some random turn. I definitely skidded the side of the U-Haul and the, at that shitty Parma venue, that church. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. venue. Oh, was that the one that UXWA was at? No, no, that was the uh, the one I'm talking about. Is the one we had two shows: Seven Year Itch and uh, a Gauntlet. Billy Kidman. Billy yeah. Kidman. Yeah, the one of them. That's all I know. Yeah, um, those are the two I could think of, and I think Duke mentioned a story about how I may have skidded against some cars, but that's um, al- al- that allegedly happened. Allegedly, you know, I'm not, yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to go to jail, guys. Uh, but, what is your favorite Big Bully Busick match? <laughs> he doesn't really have, like, uh, it's funny because I remember I was starting off and I was trying to figure out how I should work heel, you know, like, because I, I was, it's hard to boo what I was doing at, at first. And then Thorne told me, watch Billy Busick, you know, Bully Busick. There's not a whole lot of matches of his on YouTube. It's just him squashing jobbers. So I don't really have a favorite one, but I just love watching him just, you know, like the name says, he bullies the fuck out of these people. And homeboy with the, the cigar lighting these dudes' eyes up. Um, bully what, Busick. What was it the story that Thorne had never seen a match of it? <laughs> he just told you to watch him just to, to rib you? I have no idea. <laughs> no. Which is even funnier because that's actually what I I think that's what we were told. I think that was on the Dom and Derek episode. That's what they said. <laughs> the Thor had never seen it. Had never seen one. He just told you to watch it just to mess with you. Well, apparently it worked. So oh, the, the problem oh, is not having seen people in Bukic when he was in the WWF. Like it wasn't a bad idea, but I mean, 
a guy from Squash Magic, I think I saw him have like a competitive match with the Brooklyn Brawler. Some crap that I would get. Like, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> then he asks uh, for some fun ribs the boys have played on you. Notably mentions the toilet plunger, which we've heard. Uh, yeah. But there's a one that's the tattoo con, and we have not heard about this tattoo con one. I can't believe you've actually heard this one. Um, um, okay, so I'll tell you about it. Okay. Um, we it was we were doing this tattoo convention show we were renting our ring for mega uh we were um we ran our ring to them obviously and me and derek were gonna wrestle and i had this silly idea that oh you know because i'm supposed to lose and derek's supposed to beat me you know i was like oh you know i'll just do one of our classic bits and be like hey uh if i win this match i'm gonna get i point to some girl in the car i'm gonna get you a free tattoo like yay whatever Assuming I'm going to lose. Well, Derek decides at the very end, <laughs> and before he beats me, he takes a metal spike, starts stabbing me in the head, and gets himself disqualified. You <laughs> 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 son of a bitch, Derek. And he actually just tweeted that picture, too, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I did not get that girl tattoo. I hope she doesn't find me. So, how mad do you think that lady from the tattoo con is that you didn't buy a tattoo? I think she knew something was afoot. I hope, but no, I don't know. That 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 shit was pretty good. Though. And then I know you explained on Pod Van Dam about this, but he wants you to explain it again. Please tell our listening audience how you were the man that killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I don't know how to go into that. <clears throat> like, it was a dark night. I, I just re- I just remember that there was a hotel room. He was being loud. Uh, you you busted in and you yeah, punched him right in the face, pow, right in the kisser. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I. Story's <laughs> hilarious, dude. I yeah, I I definitely. Uh, it's so sad to think about. Like everyone talks about, oh, I kill Osama bin Laden. I've never once saw actual combat in the army. You know, it's really sad. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you all, but as far as killing Osama bin Laden, that did happen. Obviously. Yeah, they but had to that, make the SEAL Team 6 story up because it's just too far-fetched to believe that you, of all people, somehow killed him. Well, yeah, it's classified information, man. He flew He flew in an Iron Man suit all the way from Korea because that's where he was stationed. Love me some Korea. They they dropped him off one of those Iron Man suits. He flew all the way all the way over there and, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I got. Does anybody else have any questions before we get to uh, voicemails? Why was John Cena the first person he decided to tell after you did that still Osama bin Laden? <laughs> I mean, it's John Cena. That's come on. It's John Cena. Who, what would you not tell him first? I told him and then I told my mom and then I told President Obama about it. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we're going to get to the voicemail butter. Okay. Oh, right. These are all going to be about me, aren't they? Uh, somewhat, somewhat. Sure, probably. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, uh, first up is uh, Derek Dillinger. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. Hey, this is Derek Dillinger. I'm calling in for bulking season, but predominantly just Artie Mac. Um, Artie, can you please tell us the origin stories of Bruno Ballet? Um, and can you please tell us the stories of your battle royals with JCW, the 
the Juggalos. Um, big whoop whoop. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I love both of these. Uh, well, God, they just don't want to talk to you, Chuck. It's sad. No, oh, I um, can I can chime in for the JCW Battle Royals. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But as far as Bruno Ballet goes, it started as a joke. I remember when good old Dustin still trained in wrestling. I think we were messing around doing whatever. I was back into the corner. And Josh was and Josh was watching from the outside. He's like, "Oh, you look like a little ballerina out there or something." And then Thorne just heard that and laughed. And then he was like, "I want." And we're doing promos the same day. He's like, "Oh, I want you to cut a promo as a ba- male ballerina." And I did it way too good, like way <laughs> too good. And Thorne's like, "That might have to be your next character." Like, not even bullshitting. Like, I don't know if I'm peeling the curtain back too much. We almost made that a thing at Go for Broke. And I was just like, not about it. I'm just like, guys. Uh, but then as time grew, I thought about it. I'm like, this could be a funny one-off thing. And lo and behold, we have the Halloween show. I'm like, oh, Bruno Ballet is coming. And um, the rest is history. As far as the – Chuck, go ahead and explain that. You haven't talked in a while. Talk about the Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, the JCW Battle Royals uh, were sick, man. Uh, it was really funny. The first time we got there, uh, we, um, what's it called? ICP was performing when we got there for the very first time. So we walked in and there are thousands of people, thousands of people in this big festival thing. Like it's a big grand stage and we, I'm going nuts. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> we're about to wrestle in front of 3000 people. This is insane. Well, of course, after ICP was done, everybody fucking left. (laughs) (laughs) So then we proceed to run this full card, like six to eight match wrestling show uh, in front of maybe 20 to 30 super drugged up, super fucked up (laughs) uh, ICP fans. And what uh, God was that the rumble that first night or what was the first night? The, the first, first night, night was, was it was you and Shark Boy versus Shark Boy. Uh, versus yeah, versus uh, the Fisherman. Fisherman. The Rip yeah, the Rip City Fisherman. And then it and was the power myself versus Kaplan, the cross dressing uh the bearded lady. Oh yeah. And we got yeah, rocked. It was, us. It was the strongest man in the land and the bearded lady. And then it was surf and turf, me and Shark Boy versus uh the Rip City Fisherman. Surf and turf pulled away with that victory after double stunners. Uh, <laughs> Tell about but that yeah. That's all. So then the like... battle royal, God, the battle royal. Uh, we're in there and we're, you know, we're battle royaling just as any any wrestlers would. And um, the next thing you know, there is a one hundred percent totally naked woman in I'm... the battle royal. And... I'll never forget that too, because Chuck, I'm just laying there down there. You come, you talk to me, you're like, dude, there's a naked chick in here. I'm like, what? And then, yeah, like you said, like just standing there, so totally peachy peed out of her mind too. Probably, yeah, <laughs> totally drugged up, just like hands out, like walking towards people, trying to touch them. Um, and she was eliminated uh, quickly after that. <laughs> once, once I made the round, I I went around and I was telling everybody there is an untrained naked woman in this ring. We need to we need to do something <laughs> about that. Kaplan, Kaplan handled it pretty good. Kaplan, yeah. Good. The best part about everything, uh, to stay true to wrestling rules, she did get eliminated over the top rope. So she was officially eliminated and <laughs> didn't have to worry about any, you know, 
technicality Ooh. there. <laughs> what a good worker. Yeah. There was also a fake there was a fake doink. It, it was not he was not a trained worker. He was I was heard about that guy. too. It was a guy in a doink mask or paint or whatever, and he just slid into the ring and nobody saw him come from the crowd. <laughs> so, why, why do I just imagine Kaplan just clotheslining a naked woman over the top rope? Like, <laughs> That's like what happened. Yeah, oh, man. man. Were you there for the? You weren't there for the stuff. Well, you went to the night one this year, last year, I should say, where we beat the shit out of some people with, bu- with bugles. Oh yeah, yeah, that was weird too. <laughs> bad for smashing that chick in the fucking face, but like, we were told to. <laughs> yeah, they this this past year we didn't wrestle, but we dressed up in our gimmicks, and um, they gave us those like those like battling things that with all the pads Here, on them. Yeah, and they just wanted us to beat the shit out of the people, and they were like the pe- the person who can last the longest in the ring with me, Artie and Josh, just beating the shit out of them with these things. Oh my Art god, is the winner. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> that girl was very close to winning, though. Get props to her, though. She- yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, she was the best out of everybody. Okay, I think that's all we got for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, up next is a new caller named Drew. Oh, wait a minute. Hey guys, it's Drew Smith. First time caller, long time listener. I couldn't miss the opportunity to call in since you guys have bulking season on this week. I always considered them to be the stars of the AIW tag team division. My question for you two is this. Lately, after losing the tag titles, you guys have gone on a little bit of a losing streak. If this ever pushed either of you to the breaking point, who'd turn on who and how do you see it all going down? Anyway, I'm excited to hear your answers. I've been a big fan of both of you ever since I heard your appearance on the At Odds with Wrestling podcast. It was such a great appearance, I even went to AtOddsWrestling.com and subscribed to their Patreon. With tons of new and exclusive content uploaded weekly, it was the best decision I ever made. Well, that's it for me. K.E. Bye. God damn it, Adam Van. You gotta stop letting him get away with this. You're you're editing these. You know what's coming. Why? I don't know who this Drew Smith guy is, man, but he sounds like trouble. Yeah, he sounds like a dick. <laughs> sounds like a real piece of shit. Used to be. Used to be a real piece of shit. You might as well answer his question. Who's turning on who? Well, that's a good question because uh, I-, I was thinking about this the other day to myself for some reason. And it's like Char- Chuck here kind of has a short fuse and we see that in matches so maybe it's him that has the the, the change of heart all of a sudden it might yeah. snap in his head like oh fuck this guy and just go whop yeah. me a little at the at the same time at the same time there's something there's something about Artie's bald head that I think calms me down at the end of the day so I, I don't know I don't yeah, feel like we might we might not ever break up I don't know I it think, won't be I it won't be Artie turning, turning into the Joker and then, and then <laughs> causing havoc everywhere. Yeah, that that see that I have to draw the line. That's psychotic. Who, who got pinned <laughs> to lose the belts? I think I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not much of a pin taker. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Hey, thanks, bud. I'm, I'm I'm seeing who the weakest link is now. I'm I'm seeing it's becoming clear. So, Artie Artie has the resilience. <laughs> I've kicked out a lot of times, man. I don't know. My shoulder's starting to hurt. So Artie's one of the only people to kick out of Sunset Dreams. I am the only man to kick out of the Sunset Dreams. Let's not forget. Yeah. 
maybe. But, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is to that. Thanks for the call, Drew. You sound like a great guy. Adam. Like a <laughs> Up next is Zach. Hey, the Ooh. indie wrestling guy, Zach here. Um, not happy. I'm not happy with y'all. I'm not happy with your lies, your propaganda, this this get go uh, facade that you y'all all want to do. Um, <laughs> I drove across America. Let me explain this. I drove from the great state of Texas all the way north to the Buckeye State to go to get go to get some amazing sandwich. Some some big parma or some sort of, I don't know, mozzarella. I, I don't know what I was going to get. I get there, the captain, I drove across America, and I got the captain a fish sandwich, a fucking fish sandwich. Come on. What the fuck? You, you, can't, you can't support this. Not happy. Not happy at all. Bye. I've, I've never heard that wait, wait, wait. swear before. I have been I'm shocked. They have to have like 50, 50 sandwiches at get go, and you chose the captain. That's not our fault. I'm sorry. What's get go? I never had get go. Captain's actually kind of good. I can't lie. Get go is like our lo- it's like a sheet girl Wawa, basically. It's yeah, our local chain Giant Eagle. It's their gas station, uh, ah. and they have a thing called the Parma Mia, which uh, one Derek Dillinger told everybody about. Uh, and it is a very good sandwich. Uh, and that's what we told him to get, but somehow he landed on the captain. Sounds like a skill issue to me. <clears throat> His reading comprehension is... is not great. He's like Abdullah the Butcher. He can't read or write, so he just keeps getting scammed out of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. After I got done crapping at the Sheets bathroom when I was on my way out this weekend, I did get a bagel with ham, hot ham, Swiss cheese, and mustard from Sheets. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Out. Fucking I believe it. For Sheets, breakfast sandwich. Sheets is number one. Yeah, so he delivers. I have a question for Gak. If you want to call in next week and answer it for, what's your go-to at Bucky's? Okay, I know. Yeah, he's a big Bucky's guy. He sent me like a whole care package of Bucky stuff for Christmas. Uh, up next is uh, Derek Dillinger again. Come on, this is Derek. <laughs> this question's for Arthur MacArthur. <laughs> of Arthur. course. Um, list the students that you hate the most. Top five of Artie's hate list. All right, thank you, bye. <laughs> Top five oh students God. you hate, Artie. Oh, come on, you can't get Caleb's name five times. But I'm, I'm joking. Oh, I love you leave Caleb alone. He's I a love sweetheart. Caleb. I'm Everyone joking. loves Caleb. He is. Yeah. I got to meet him for the first time. What a sweetheart that kid is. You know what? I'm actually not going to answer this question. As a matter of fact, I'm going to flip the script here. I'm going to tell oh. you the five students I love. Because I did the same question with Derek on uh, the Patreon podcast. And I felt like an asshole afterward. Because, uh, but, but I, I don't hate anyone at the school. I know some people work harder than others, but you know, it is what it is, but I'll, I'm going to shout out five students and Chuck, I think you'll agree with me on these. These are all the ones you hate. No, no these are the ones I love. Loves. No, oh, we are okay. flipping the script. Sorry, Derek. I, I can't, I'm not falling. I'm not doing that again. Uh, I'm sorry about the love today. Hell yeah. We're ma- we're, ch- we're changing this shit. Positivity. Now, obviously, I love all the students. They did an amazing job for the uh, last Akron show, especially with that cage. Shout out all of y'all. Um, we got guys like Andy. You know, he's one of the more he, – he drives all the time. He He's the one who got Fonzie to the venue on time, you know, especially with all the trouble he had. And he's always been the one I can rely on the most. You know, Andy's my guy. Um, got guys like Alex, you know, who's a new student. He's going to be uh, debuting somewhat soon, I assume. Does really well. He's someone I can count on. Um, 
We have guys like uh, what's what's his face? Uh, oh, Austin James. You know, uh, Butter's favorite entrance guy. Um, hey, that 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 kid is a hoss as far as uh, working hard and whatnot. You know, he had a match and he still helped with that cage, which I was really happy with. <laughs> I was watching from the merch stand, like that's my guy right there. Yeah, he put the cage up, took it down, and he uh, helped tear down the ring. I mean, after all that. Exactly. You know, that's, and I think people can really learn from an example like that. You know, I wonder how long it's going to take for him to finally get out of that mold. Maybe maybe he won't. I don't know. Um, got guys like Austin. Who else, who else is good, Chuck? I'm thinking. Yeah, you said you had top five. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, you see these guys, too. Yeah, I mean, everybody's good. There's one I'm like, waiting like- to hear. There's one I'm waiting to hear, so. He's a, he's a gentleman sheriff. Gentleman sheriff. Gentleman sheriff. I don't know who that is. Shelby. Shelby. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, for fuck's sake. Did that just happen? Come on, guys. <laughs> Doing Shelby dirty like that. Yeah. I didn't know. Is that, I didn't know. I've never heard anybody say that to him. I, I know him by his real name. I haven't. I, I think I've heard him being called Shelby once. But no, he's been... He's been a little out of it because, you know, he got hurt really bad, but he's been really helpful, yeah, too. That's what I was going to say. I just saw him for the first time in a while uh, this past weekend. Yeah, no, he's awesome. <laughs> really, um, I like Nick a lot. Um, who else is a really good? There's got to be one more, the number five slot. Help me. I'm trying to think. I could say Observational Banner. He does his own thing, but I love the dude. He'll be my honorable mention. Uh, I'll say Ethan. I'll say Ethan because... Despite his little incident he had, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right, Chuck? Uh, yes, I think so. We'll talk about that later. But no, <laughs> other than that, he's been uh, he's been very solid, you know, with everything. He's on production. He's been doing stuff at Black Label Pro, like helping with production as well. And of course, shout out to Chase Oliver for his production work as well. He leads all that. But Ethan, you know, he's kind of done a, a jack of all trades kind of thing. I hope I didn't leave anybody out because the whole crew is awesome. Especially there's, that last Akron show, we couldn't have done it without him. Yeah, there's a squad. There's a squad of the kids that are coming to debut at I think whatever it's going to be. If it's fresh meat this year, where, wherever they de- they're debuting this year, those kids are hitting the gym at OSI every single day before or after practice, and like that's way more than we did. <laughs> I'm like they're just like going and they're serious about going. Like they get pissed at each other if one of them misses and stuff. I was like, okay, like that's good, good for them. They're getting in oh, really yeah. good shape, so. They should. It should be a really good fresh meat show this year. I think. Nice. I think, I think yeah, we, we've watched some 880 wrestling, and Shelby's been on a couple of those shows. Yeah, um, he's really impressed me with what I saw. So I really can't wait for his AIW debut. So, all right. Up next is the other JB, Josh Bishop. Hey there, uh, Indie Wrestling Guide. It is the other, the JB, other JB here. The other. Um, thankfully, I seem to be surviving uh, the Applebee's. Uh, so far, uh, despite <laughs> um, its best efforts. Alrighty, so you've got bulking season um, in the studio this week. Um, so, gotta get a question for him. I was thinking the other day about how the um, media f- um, form of the uh, television movie, uh, the TV movie, isn't really something that exists anymore. And I think the last grasps, grasps of that was the uh, Disney Channel original movie, uh, DCOMs. Um, so I'm wondering, because, um, you know, Chuck Stone, Arthur MacArthur, um, seem to be around, just, uh, you know, around my age, you know, maybe a couple couple years north of it. 
So I was wondering what um, anyone's favorite uh, decoms were. Um, my favorite is um, Phantom of the Megaplex, but that's because I'm a movie person. So let me know what y'all think. Wait, I'm I'm because I'm old. I have no idea what JB was saying there. What are we thinking of? Is he talking about TV movies or just specifically Disney TV movies? The Disney TV movies. Um, Dis- okay. Disney TV uh, movies. Uh, I know what he's talking about. I'll answer first there, Mr. Stone. Um, I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> I I wasn't really into Nickel. Uh, to, and sorry, not really into Disney Channel like that though. So I didn't watch a whole lot, but I think. Everyone can agree they all loved Halloween Town. I think that's kind of like the classic uh, uh, kids TV movie type of deal. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of it, though, but I remember loving it. Never saw the sequels or anything, but that's the one that sticks out to me the most. I'm sure some people, I'm sure Chuck's is like High School Musical or something. Oh, <laughs> man. I do love High School Musical. I just rewatched it the other day. Um, but no, I was going to say a, a, a really good, I, I don't know. I, High School Musical, I would count more as like a real movie now. Anyways, uh, I was gonna say Smart House. Did you ever oh, see? Oh yeah, House? That's yeah, a good I one. Smart House. Hell yeah, that uh, was that to me is like an original. Like you only saw that on Disney Channel. You didn't see that anywhere else. Luck of the Irish. Well, what about yeah. the De- what about Descendants? I have to watch that with my daughter, and I've seen both of them, and or through all three of them, they are quite something. Oh. I've never seen that. This, this, here's like a Mandela effect movie. I don't know if this exists. Was there a movie with a guy from Boys Meets World where he's taking a a, a date from the, the president's daughter or whatever? Oh, yeah. A, My okay. date, the president's daughter. Oh, God, that's it. <laughs> that is real. I, have, I might have to go watch this now. Halloween Town is a good choice, too. Uh, I've, I've seen the sequel, but I have kids. Too good. You can stop after two. Huh. I don't think I've seen any of these. Oh, yeah. Those are all early. There we go. Well, there's Smart House, 1999, Chuck. You want to uh, date yeah. yourself. The Xenon Girl of the 21st oh, Century, Brink. Oh. Where's, where's, the, where's, that, where's that Suzy Q? I think that's later. Uh, no, that was, early. That, was a, that was Amy Jo Johnson. Oh, oh, from, from Power Rangers? Yeah, she played a dead girl. The Color of Friendship, that, that was a good one. Alley Cat Strike. <laughs> Xenon the sequel, baby. Dude, Nickelodeon never made any real good TV movies. Now that I think about it, no, they or, didn't. They, they were all they were all other other items trying to like shock you with like Ren and Stimpy and shit like that. Motocrossed. Oh yeah, <laughs> these are these are some really good ones. I've never heard of any of these. Cadet Kelly with Hillary Duff. What? Cadet Kelly, I yeah, Hillary Duff. You know, I think if we want to update my love, I think we replace Belle Delphine with Hillary Duff. <laughs> but I think that's every man in America at this point, so I'm not that original. Halloween Town High, there's High School Musical, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, these are core memories being unlocked. Phantom of the Megaplex, though, was definitely uh, one of my all time favorites for sure. Never heard of it. I, I don't can't think I've seen that one. Phantom of the well, the the best part is there's a service called Disney Plus. You can watch all these on it. So there's yeah, no right. way I'm gonna watch any of these, but I it's, it's still cool, dude. I'm telling you, put these on. Your daughter will love them. They are perfect for her kids her age. I promise you. She the would love all would these, be good. especially the yeah, Xenons. Strong female she lead wrestling. for sure. She doesn't have time for this. She watches all wrestling. Shenanigans. <laughs> Okay, okay, Mike. Mike, I watch Wrestling too. I guarantee, if I threw ten of the movies on back to back, he'd watch probably nine of them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm for sure. sure. 
Uh, up next is Zach again. He called back. Hey, the indie wrestling guys. Zach here. Totally calm down. We're good. Just Thank have a moment. Not happy about fish sandwiches. By the way, it, it was a good fish sandwich. Um, I'd love to, love to know y'all, uh, maybe like a wrestling confession, right? Um, maybe something that you love that maybe the internet doesn't love it like you love it, right? Um, so I'll go ahead. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say this publicly. I've never not been an Enzo fan. Uh, I'm, I fucking love Enzo more. I don't fucking know. It, it just is. It is what it is. All right. Y'all take care. Bye. Okay. So wrestling confession. Uh, Josh, I think yours is pretty simple. Uh, you like Omos from WWE. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I find him to be much more serviceable and more of an attraction than uh, than Singh, that dude on uh, AEW, Satnam Singh. Are you an mm-hmm. almost actual? I am. I do like him. He's an attraction. If he could just get his stuff going and be a little bit less boring, I think he would be. You could use him like all the time. He's huge. Hmm. Guys, got anything? I'm thinking. Uh, uh, are you got something? Uh, oh, I, I mean, I. I kind of agree with the with the Enzo thing, dude. I loved Enzo and Big Gas. I thought they were hilarious, and I was pissed when one. I think they broke them up. Yeah, I was real salty about that, and I was like, "Why would you? Why would you do that when they're they so everybody?" So was, yeah, because uh, like, when I when they were in NXT, like they were getting such a reaction. I was like, "This is like the new New Age Outlaws. They do their own intro." The crowd mm-hmm. goes along with it. They love it. They were hot for everything. And then, like, Enzo got hurt and then had backstage heat, and then they split him up. It was yeah. the worst thing they could have done. Hell yeah. No, it's very obvious. Like, obviously, I understand why why everything happened. But, like, man, were they fun. <laughs> like, that's all I cared about, you know? Yeah, like, as a fan, that's all I want. I just, I didn't give a shit about the backstage stuff. Like, he didn't need to be right. Cruiserweight champion. Keep them together. Like, that was right a prime team. Like, they... They ruined like every tag team that ever came into the main roster, and uh, yeah. for the most part. And I just, I really was hoping that they would uh, break that mold and be all right. And didn't yeah. end up that I got, way. I got one. Um, I think Goldberg, despite what everyone has said about him, how much he gets trashed, I think Goldberg fucking rules. Okay. And the reason for that is like you watch his early WCW career and watch some of his latest matches; they're all so short. And he has just milked this gimmick of short ass matches and, and brings that intensity. And not a lot of people can do that. Like a lot of people want these long winded matches. So, so I've seen some people, you know, do no disrespect when I go like 30, 60 minutes. This motherfucker gives you money's worth in like five minutes in his entrance. Like, come on, dude. That's like the most iconic entrance, especially knocking on the door. Like this is a but, the, but that's old. But you're talking about in the '90s Goldberg. The new the Goldberg that's around now is is a poor facsimile of what the old gold like. This Goldberg now is garbage. The old Goldberg '90s, early 2000s. That was a great Goldberg. That made sense. Now it's horrible. It's just an old man. I mean, I look at his match we had with Brock Lesnar, the the most recent one at WrestleMania. Was it 33, 34? I don't remember. Yeah. Actually, very slept on. Very. You know, obviously a lot of finishers, lots of the heavy moves, but, you know, I was very thoroughly entertained. Like, maybe he's not what he once was, but I think Goldberg, you know, for a time, you know, everyone likes to give him shit, especially for giving Bret Hart that that fucked up neck injury. But, I mean, you know, shit happens, you know. Um, But, no, I think Goldberg, you know, 
was he a great wrestler? Probably not. Like, no. Like, he didn't. He couldn't really get. Like, WWE tried to do that in like 2004 or 2003, and it didn't work out. They didn't play to his strengths. But it, for those short bursts, like intensity moments, he was a great spectacle. And I think for that reason, Goldberg fucking rules. That's all I got for that. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Mine is and basically because it come up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hulk Hogan getting the belt at the very end aside. I think WrestleMania 9 can pretty damn good show. A lot of people do not agree with me on that. That's a real hot take. Where was that? <laughs> that was that was the one outside with the yeah. Tobas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that show was horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Sean Michael to talk, have a good match. That was the drunk, to talk, have a good match. Diner can head shaker, have a good match. Drunk Road Warriors in the at the opening of that card? That was horrible. Haker and Giant Gonzalez, one of the... You know, worst. Well, that was, well, well, that was that was that was garbage. I won't defend. But see, that as one. a kid, I remember seeing that and being mesmerized by that match. So that's like the thing that stands out to me more than anything. Curiously, you got Tatanka and Shawn Michaels kind of having a great match. Head Trigger and Steiner have a great match. You got the double doink bit. There's some good stuff on that show. Love to see a fucking Las Vegas WrestleMania at the Allegiant Stadium now. Yeah, it's fucking fucking beautiful. Do you guys think yeah. we'll see one in Cleveland now that they're gonna dome the uh, Brown Stadium? If they I don't, think you will. Sure. I don't think the city's big enough for that. Like, how are we going to host like all these people? Like, where are they going to run like WrestleMania weekend, like indie events? Like, you're not going to the audience. The IX Center? No, the problem. You guys. You've got the convention center. You got the Wolfstein Center there. I mean, that that joke is probably too big for a lot of them, but I mean, I I think Wolfstein would be for like, they could probably do like uh, NXT out of. Yeah. But uh, I I definitely think that, you know, know? where you guys run in Cleveland has how many rooms and they have a really big room. They could absolutely, I'm sure, you know, the collective could come and run there. Yeah, probably good. I probably good call. They could probably like run like different rooms that that could actually now that I think about it of all those rooms, like because you you need multiple rings, of course. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. That'd be a logistical nightmare. Um, but yeah, that could be a thing. You could have multiple shows happening at the same time. But the question is, will people come for that, especially to the city of Cleveland? I'll tell you, by the time they dome it and do all that stuff, WrestleMania weekend is going to be something completely different. You won't see any yeah, of this, the same shit. If, if they haven't learned their lesson from the last couple of years, they, they will by the time it comes there. Yeah, man. Re- WrestleMania oh. weekend is just fucking. I remember when I first got into wrestling, I think the first WrestleMania weekend I went to was the one in New Jersey. I think you were there, Josh. Yeah, yeah, we did the big party there. That was that was my favorite weekend of independent wrestling ever. <laughs> yeah, and it seemed like wow, this is fucking awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. To be- and then 2020 happens, everything gets shut down, whatever. I go to the one in Tampa because I wrestle for some show, good old flop house wrestling, whatever. And it just no one's there. The- it's I mean, I couldn't. Yeah, the, the problem is they, they they really they peaked. 2019 was the peak for all of those shows for all of the collective when they redid it, when they started the collective when Flow Slam was gone or whatever the hell that was called um, and all those different places. Uh, Janela Spring Break was I think peaked. That was as high as it was going to get. And then I think the the 2020 killed it. And then 21 when they came back, none of the other companies wanted to do the collective with with GCW anymore. So you you lost all that charm, you lost all the differences, and then it became under one tent, and everybody's the same. It just it just lost its charm. It doesn't have it anymore. And two days is killing it. Two days of WrestleMania is absolutely killing it. Yeah, because you can't run shows Thursday and Friday 
or Friday and Saturday like they used to do. Saturday was a big night. Now you have WrestleMania night one on Saturday. So you have Thursday, Friday, and, and Friday is SmackDown now. So it kind of ruins all the different plans for all the shows. It's not going to ever be the same. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, you know. But but yeah, I don't think even like Cleveland could really realistically have a WrestleMania weekend, let alone WrestleMania. I would love to see that though, but I don't even think we're even really going to get a dome, anyways. But that's a whole other story. Uh, we'll see. Well, all right, up next is uh, Derek Dillinger again. Oh my god! <laughs> Hello, this is Derek Dillinger, AIW Intense Champion. Um, also part trainer of Arthur MacArthur and Chuck what? Stone. Um, this question's for Arthur MacArthur. Oh shit! <laughs> or actually for both of them, because you know I gotta can't play favoritism. Um, you guys are a tag team, and that means you guys are best friends. You say you would do anything for each other. So in a dire situation, um, this is for you first, Artie. Um, would about you? This, Make sweet, passionate love to Chuck Stone's mother to save his life. <laughs> and now for you, Chuck Stone, would you, you know, just bang Artie, Artie's mom to save Artie's life? All right. Thank you. Bye. So, so Artie's got to, Artie's got to make sweet, passionate love to Chuck Stone's mom to save Chuck. But Chuck can just have dirty, sloppy sex with Artie's <laughs> yeah, mom. This is I what I'm hearing here. Artie's mom and it's done. <laughs> of course I would save Artie. Of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, man, I I guess I have to save Chuck, man. I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> I mean, you, you, I, I don't know what your mom is doing as far as, like, you know, Chuck <laughs> won't mind, right? I don't think he'll mind. You're the safest son. Yeah. <laughs> He might, I might hear him in the background outside yelling, like, come on, you <laughs> Talk about a fucking voice you can hear from miles away. Papa Stone, what a guy. I wish my dad was as passionate about wrestling as your dad was. <laughs> my dad hasn't even been to a show, which is so embarrassing to admit, but like, he, it's funny. My dad was like really passionate about, oh, we're getting sidetracked as fuck here. What am I doing? But, but yeah, I'd save Chuck's life. You know, I unfortunately it's an awkward situation, but I don't want Chucky to die. We'll just won't ever talk about it and we'll move on with our lives. There you go. That's the right answer. Okay. And we have one more uh voicemail. It's not Derek Dillinger. Uh it is a weird, creepy guy from New York named Stan. Oh, he's from in. New York. He's not from New York. He's from Burlington. Where's Burlington? Isn't that New York? No. It could, it, it could be anywhere. It could be Vermont. It could be New Jersey. Could Who be knows? Vermont. He doesn't tell us. I've always just assumed it, the way he talks about it. There is no Burlington, it. New York. No, no, there is no Burlington, New York. Nope. Huh. Any town, USA, butters. I guess. All right. Here's Stan. Hi. It's me, Stan. Hey, Stan. From Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. I liked last week's show. Jay Cold wasn't on. I guess he's back this week. He's probably going to talk about his trip to Akron, how he drove eight hours, where he stopped and ate fast food, and all the colorful AIW fan personalities he encountered. The Rip City Pharmacist, Stacey Silvers, Alabama Dan. What he's not going to mention is that he's probably will write the whole trip off as a business expense. <laughs> I almost had to laugh at that myself. Calling the show a business? I guess unless you count 
fan from Burlington t-shirts I see you're selling in the merch store. Hey, I'm still waiting for my royalty check, Jayhawk. <laughs> I'm just calling out Jayhawk because out of the four of you, he seems like the only one that took a financial literacy class in high school. <laughs> but hey, you know, I think it's time for a new weekly segment. Did you guys ever listen to Prairie Home Companion, the radio show hosted by Garrison Keeler that talked about news from the week in Lake Wobegon, Minnesota? I'd love Can't that. Can't say show. I have. Anthroculture caught up to old Garrison, but not Stan yet. So here we go. It's springtime here in Burlington. The frozen ground is starting to thaw a bit. Enough so that Daryl, the groundskeeper of the Burlington Mini Municipal Putt Pitch and Putch, hits pit and pitch and putt, and starts to think about punching the green soon. And so that Margaret, chair of the maintenance committee of the town cemetery, is going to have to start planning to start pruning the posies and bushes around some of the town's more permanent residents. If you're up on what the kids are listening to, it will be no surprise to hear that local favorite, IW Guide, again, isn't quite guiding anyone on independent wrestling. <laughs> I really shoehorned that in, didn't I? Ah, uh, yeah. But seriously, <laughs> you guys know I love this show, but more so. I love Dom Garini and Malcolm Cambridge. And yes, we know. I don't think I did them enough justice when they were both on recently. <laughs> I wanted to sing a song that reflects my feelings of missing them. Yeah, oh, I do. Hey, do you guys remember Jim Croce? Oh, he God. Was great. Very sad. He died at 30 in a plane crash. Hey, Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? No. Why, why couldn't Jay Gold have opted to fly to Akron this weekend? <laughs> oh, but back to Jim Croce. He wrote a beautiful song, "Photographs and Memories." That's especially fitting for me because I have lots of photos of Don and Malcolm on my phone. Oh, sure you okay. do. <laughs> Here goes. Photographs and memories, Christmas cards you sent to me. <laughs> All that I have are these to remember you. Memories that come at night <laughs> take me to another time, back to a happier day when I called you mine. But we sure had a good time when we started way back when. Morning walks and bedroom talks. Oh, how I loved you then. Okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> I, I, I well, honestly did not so expect a Jim Croce reference in 2023 on, on this podcast. And oh, even, even for me, and I'm, I'm a Jim Croce <laughs> fan, I didn't expect that. Uh, for the record, Jay Gold, there is actually a Burlington, New York. That's not where he's from. It's west of, it's west of Albany. When I was chasing him down at the uh, the, the uh, DPW show, I know for a fact he is not from New York. Well, uh, you said there was no Burlington, New York. I want to correct you on that. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Fellas, <laughs> thoughts? 
So <laughs> no crunch in there. Go. I don't know what they what they really want. We didn't say. have a question this week, I guess. Right. How much for the YouTube version of the calls this week? <laughs> I don't. What? Yeah. The, what was that? That's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So we'll go back into it. Uh, we'll give them plugs, right? Yep. All right, fellas, plug away. Oh, uh, uh, well, as far as uh, stuff, you can follow both of us. If you haven't b- figured it out by now, you can follow <laughs> me at uh, t- on Twitter, uh, Strong MacArthur. Uh, Chuck, what's your straw? What, you, uh, you tell at, at Stoneburger underscore zero one. So complicated, dude. Um, Man, uh, I got to figure it out. Yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you got me, Arthur, two underscores, McArthur, because there's another Arthur oh. McArthur out there. Well, and mine want- is too much. And then my Instagram is Big Chuck Stone Burger. I want that Arthur McArthur fucking obliterated. What a you should go ahead and ask him for ask him for it. <laughs> does does he wear boxing no. gloves too? <laughs> yeah. No, no. So no, I'm not even kidding. This guy is like a Grammy nominated producer, like. I want a vanity. Sometimes I'll like search my name and I'll look, I'll see his thing. Not the vanity search, but I'll like look for his shit. It's like produ- Rick Roth produced by Arthur MacArthur. I'm just <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I looked up, to, it, it looked into it. And yeah, he's a Grammy nominated producer from Canada. He's done all these songs for Rick Ross, Drake, this, that, or whatever. But he hasn't tweeted in like years. But how do I tell this guy to fuck off and give me my uh my <laughs> you gotta you gotta ask him nicely. I don't think fuck off is a good start, but Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but no, okay, in all seriousness, um uh like you said, we got our Instagrams, uh you know, we got our merch store, um we have um we got brainbuster tees. Well let's be honest, it's my stores. Maybe that's why the bulking season stuff is not selling. Because we don't have a bulking season store per se. I just put everything Involving us on my store, we should probably fix that. You know, I, I handle a lot of the business, the business well, side of the season. Nice. Yeah, I, I handle like logistics of contacting people and sales and all that. It's hilarious. Are but um, no. In all seriousness, yeah. If you want our shirts, you know, go to Brainbuster Tees, Arthur MacArthur. Um, you know. Some of our shirts aren't available online. Our new one, the gray one, where it's inspired by Big Boy, you got to get in person right now. I love those ones. I think those will be a real hot seller. Not as big of a hot seller as the Strong Guys shirts, but we're getting there. Are you guys working anywhere the next week or two before the uh, before the uh, uh, Cybernetico? Not before. No, Cybernetico's next, and then May 13th. Uh, we are in Columbus, Indiana. Uh, yeah, that'll merge be, wrestling. Yeah, that'll be a merge. That's a little fun promotion out there in Indiana. We are rematching uh, one of our first teams we ever faced, the Original Sins. So that's going to be very interesting. I had worked at a merge solo a lot, and I, I told these guys, I'm like, I want to bring Chuck in from now on. You know, I, I love working solo, but we need more, you know, experience as a team as well. And it's just more fun that way. Especially me, I'm getting fucking big and gassed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, to end it on that note, with your with with big gas, Arthur MacArthur, and uh, 
uh chuck stone thanks guys for uh for coming on we really do appreciate it and uh it was good to see you both this weekend and we'll see you on the uh on the fifth at cybernetico and uh yeah anytime you want to come on it's always great to have you and you guys are good support so thanks again awesome yeah man this was a lot of fun uh appreciate all the calls especially from derek that were pretty much for me only (laughs) (laughs) yeah no this is a fun time glad we got to do it and talk and you know, yeah, like you said, we'll be seeing y'all at Cybernetico. Yeah. All right, fellas. Thanks again. See you guys later. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and OnlyFans at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B O I. Listen to my other podcast, X Over. We are just dropping our review for But I'm a Cheerleader. So check that out. I can follow me at Charlie underscore butters and next Monday will be a brand new episode of if you catch my Griff talking about the making of the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will get that on Friday. Uh, that's all I got. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jagle 12. Uh, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and our Twitter handle IW guide one. Don't go to IW guide. That's not us. And the YouTube page that Marcy has cultivated and turned into something great. We're going to have some great videos coming up there. And don't forget about the merch store over at brainbusterkeys.com. Wear our faces on your body. Wear Stan on your body. Come on and help us out. It'll uh, it'll bring us more content. and We'll be able to do a whole lot more here. Listen to our podcast friends at Odds with Wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change. Wrestling cheers. X over with our very own Marcy. If you catch, our, catch my grip with our very own Charlie Butters and... Hiya, Bussy, a wrestling-adjacent podcast. And now that it is out, we no longer have to say uh, coming soon. It is there. It has check out our, yeah, and it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. Uh, check out our other friends. JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks brand, Set Tab Photo, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got for this week. It was a fun one. Okay. In the words of John Mockley, Kenny Omega may be a tough kind of a bitch, but he can't build an exploding ring worth of shit. It's true. He's right. Support independent wrestling, so we'll see you next week. See ya. Later. Later, dweebs. Photographs and memories. Christmas cards you sent to me. All that I have are these to remember you. that come at night Take me to another time Back to a happier day When I called you mine But we sure had a good time When we started way back when Morning walks and bedroom talks Oh, how I loved you then Summer skies and lullabies Nights we couldn't say goodbye And of all of the things that we knew Not a dream
lives and memories All the love you gave to me Somehow it just can't be true That's all I've left of you But we sure had a good time When we started way back when Morning walks and bedroom talks Oh, how I loved you then 